Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk today about the Alexander Technique constructive rest position, and in particular, how it can be a very useful uh, lab, really, for exploring Alexander Technique directing and for exploring uh, another process called Up With Gravity, which is kind of inspired by the Alexander Technique. Everything that we're going to be talking about uh, is something that you can do on your own without necessarily having any Alexander Technique experience. We aren't going to go into huge detail about why uh, the Alexander process that we're going to talk about works, but we will provide a link where you can learn more about it. So, um, Imogen, welcome to the show. Great, glad to be here. And I guess what we need to do is, first of all, provide a very short description of constructive rest. Uh, do you want to do that? Sure. Um, so the constructive rest position um, involves lying down on a firm surface. So typically the floor is what most people have available. I would choose that you want it to be firm, but not so hard that it's uncomfortable. So a, a carpeted floor, um, maybe on a rug or a mat, if you have a wood floor. Um, and, uh, you lie down on your back. We'd like you to put something to support your head, something under your head, maybe a few books, so that your neck is not compressed, so that your neck is, um, let's say, more lengthened. And so your head is sort of more or less aligned with your spine. Would you say that's yeah what we're looking for, Robert? Yeah, prob and, probably um, not a huge number of books. Um, that is sort of a almost a theological debate in the Alexander <laughs> world, but a, at least a little bit of support. Yeah. What you don't want is for your head to be tipping back. Yes, exactly. That would be compressing the back of the neck, right. uh, the, the neck, basically the top of your spine, and mm -hmm. so, and you don't want so much that you feel like um, you're compressing the front of your neck, your throat. So, you're kind of just looking for something so it just somewhere a nice some, me mean yeah. there. And then the other thing is you want something <laughs> under your knees or some way to elevate your knees relative to your hips. Yes. So you can just bend your knees and have your knee, uh, feet flat on the floor, or you could um, rest your legs over some sort of bolster that's that's wide enough and um, big enough that the knees are raised up enough um, so they're higher than the hips. Or you can even rest the whole sort of lower leg, your calves, over a low piece of furniture so that right. the, the legs sort of form a right angle. Shape. Exactly. And... Uh, we're not going to go into a lot of detail about this, but we will put a link to a page that has lots and lots of details about constructive rest. Yeah. But and, 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 yeah. yeah, the only other thing is maybe your arms. What are you going to do with those? And I think most people um, kind of bend their elbows and let the hands rest on 
you know, somewhere on the abdomen or on the rib cage. Mm -hmm. um, or you can let them kind of lie out wide away from you. Right. You know, lower than the shoulders, though, I'd say. Probably, you don't want to be yeah. Anything yeah. And, and just the constructive rest position by itself, with none of the other things we're uh, going to talk about, uh, is a pretty powerful process for releasing tension. And again, uh, we'll put a link to a site that, that goes into that in more detail. But what we're going to talk about today is how you can use um, our something called Alexander Technique directions while you're using, while you're in the constructive rest position, and also how you can use a process called up with gravity, uh, and, and how you can combine those two. And we're also going to talk about how you can use those two things uh, and do movements of your arms or legs or head. Um, probably that discussion will be a second podcast. So um, I think we should start with Alexander Technique directions, and which are basically in, uh, instructions that you give yourself that are useful to help you release tension from your body. Um, what, yeah, I would say these are instructions you think to you yourself. Think to um, yourself. You you don't have to necessarily say them, yes. but you have the. In, <laughs> Although you, you can if you, you want can to. You can say them, <laughs> yes. uh, but um, they're in, they're intense. It, it's a thought process, and um, I guess a key part of that thought process is that the aim is that it is a thought process and not sort of a muscular action. You're not trying to make something happen yeah. with your muscles, although your muscles may do things. But what you're focusing on is a, a, a mental self-direction. Yes. And, um, and we'll also put a link to a page on a specific type of Alexander direction, which has gained a lot of um, attention in the last four or five years, uh, called negative directions. And negative directions are... Uh, statements, uh, intense, let's say, uh, that you deliver to yourself of the sort, I am not tensing my neck, or I am not tightening my neck, or I am not compressing myself. They're, they're negative statements. Um, a lot of but people... very positive in... <laughs> very results, positive right? in intent. And... Um, we don't really have time in this podcast to go into, you know, why they're so useful and how they compare and contrast with other uh, Alexander directions. But again, uh, we'll put a link to a page which goes into that in a great deal more detail. For the moment, we're just going to assume they work. We're, we're going to ask you to experiment with them on the assumption they're useful, and you'll be able to judge for yourself. I think pretty quickly if if they're useful. So um, one of the things you can do when you're lying down is say things to yourself or think things to yourself, such as "I'm not tensing my neck," "I'm not compressing myself," and being in the in the lying down position or a constructive rest position, it becomes pretty easy to notice the effects of those intents. Uh, yes, well, I agree, and it also um, 
it's easier to notice, I think, if we're um, unintentionally putting a little effort into these things. And for that reason, it might be useful experimenting with different types of directions, negative and, I guess, the more traditional, just as a, as a point of experimentation and noticing how the different ways of thinking... Mm-hmm. You could certainly do that. I mean, er, yeah. You know, and everyone has different, no one has the same experience. So it's, it's kind of experimenting with what so if, know, if, works best for you. Absolutely. So if, if you are someone who is a bit familiar with Alexander self-directing and you're used to directions of the sort... Uh, I'm f- I'm letting my neck be free. That's a pretty classic mm-hmm. one. You could experiment with using that, tossing it away, bringing it back, tossing it away, and then maybe shifting over to I'm not tensing my neck and as the negative version of that and see if you can notice a difference. Yeah, if- absolutely. And then, you know, you can just try different ways of wording it to yourself because sometimes that can make a difference. We all have different sort of trigger words or experiences that we connect with different words. So, yeah. And yeah. and the, the, the key in this kind of self-directing is um, to, let's say you do a little experiment where you say, well, I'm lying here and for five or ten seconds, I'm going to just say to myself or think to myself, I'm not tensing my neck, and then toss that away, and then maybe think back, well, did anything change when I did that? Did anything change when I tossed it away? Uh, It's a very good way of of getting some direct feedback on the effectiveness of your self-directing. Yeah. The trick, however, Um, or the catch in all of that is that sometimes you might self-direct. I'm not tensing myself or not compressing myself. And you might notice something quite interesting going on. And pretty quickly, your mind goes to that interesting effect. And then, of course, then you've lost track of the original direction. (laughs) So my advice is to keep the experiments very short, 5, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I wouldn't go much longer than that. Mm -hmm. And bear in mind that doing that a couple of times, it it comes a point when tossing them away uh, is not all that easy because you've kind of, you know, you've been doing it and then suddenly you say no, but there's a little residual still thinking it perhaps so you have to be you have to kind of almost sneak up on yourself a little bit i think to test out these these directions yeah and also be gentle with yourself we're not like we're not um kind of forcing these directions on ourselves. we're not overly concentrating on them it's just just letting the kind of thought pass through yeah very light yeah in fact, I, I believe uh, that the lighter, the better, as long as you, they don't become so light that they've kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. But a very soft intent with, ideally, with absolutely no expectations. And ideally, if something does happen and, and it's something nice, you just kind of, you make note of it, but you don't get too interested in it. Because that yeah, interest takes um, you away from the intent. Yeah, that can be 
I think that can be almost the hardest thing for most people. One is sort of we kind of judge ourselves all the time, whether things are doing what we want them to do or what we think they should do or not. So try and get rid of all of that. I think that's why the idea of experimenting or just playing with that, these ideas is really useful have fun and the other thing is then when you do notice something not to sort of get sucked into it and start feeling that or then sort of really just kind of trying to recreate that feeling exactly Um, exactly really just maybe coming back to just thinking that thought again that that particular moment had helped (laughs) absolutely and and the the thing is it really is a skill that takes a while to learn uh to direct yourself in a way that's useful and then you notice the results and not get sucked into the results that's that's a skill it takes a little while it to does, build up. but i think um being in the constructive rest position is an ideal place for a beginner to start playing with it absolutely it's because you are lying on the floor and you kind of got that contact with the surface that you're aware of you can kind of immediately tell if you're pulling yourself up or I think it's easier for people to know what's going on it certainly is for me (laughs) it's easier because you have you have feedback uh, from the surface you're lying on that firm surface gives you feedback you're in a position that's encouraging release just by itself Mm -hmm. and you're not doing anything else uh, at least for the first part of these experiments Mm -hmm. you're not moving so you you're aware you're it's easier to notice the subtle changes caused by directions when you're when they're not swamped by you know the relatively large movements of your arms and legs when you're walking for example it's it's just a lot easier to notice stuff so that's um yeah i, I think um if you really enjoy this kind of thinking and experimenting with your awareness um there's some kind of um, less obvious negative directions that mm-hmm. people might be interested in trying. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> such as um, thinking maybe something along the lines of "I'm not breathing," That's which a doesn't nice mean one. you hold your breath. It's sort of shorthand to your body that I am not breathing in my habitual way. I'm going to just let my body get on with the breathing on its own. Exactly. And that's a very, very powerful and useful one. Mm-hmm. Some of my students get the, uh, are, are right away can sense a difference when yeah, they I've say that. I've had some very immediate... And, um, and really, yeah. you have to be uh, very gentle with yourself on that direction as well because some people who have had breathing crises in their lives... Uh, the very thought of I'm not breathing triggers all kinds of yeah. uh, unpleasant stuff. So know stuff. yourself, know whether this is an appropriate right. place for you to go, yeah. And be absolutely clear before you even uh, use that direction, for example, that what you're not saying to yourself is I want to, st- I want to stop breathing <laughs> or hold. Yes. You're really just saying I'm not, quote, breathing quote like, uh, breathing, breathing unquote I'm just let the breathing happen or i'm not breathing the way i usually do body figure out a better way and inevitably your body or your body mind really figures out a better way 
an easier way, a more effective way. And uh, once you get used, once you experiment with that for a while, most people, the biggest problem for most people is that the shift in their breathing is so noticeable it typically becomes fuller, often slows down a little bit, that 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 is so noticeable that it kind of swamps your awareness. That is, oh my God, that's so interesting. I want to, I want, you know, I want to know what's going on. I, I, for example, use that negative direction when I'm going to sleep at night in my bed. Now that's not, uh, of course, the constructive rest position, but it's still a situation where you're not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's, I find now it's instant and immediate. And my biggest problem is how do I avoid getting sucked into being so interested in it that <laughs> I can continue the direction? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a solution? <laughs> yes, I do have a solution. And um, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit ahead here. I think we had originally thought about doing two podcasts. I think we should do three, probably just one on <clears throat> on negative directions and lying down. But the the one, and then do one on the up with gravity uh, material. But here's an interesting solution. Here and here's um, a negative direction when you're lying down that's very curious, which is to say, I'm not lying on the table. Or on the floor. Or on the floor. I'm not lying down. Or I'm not lying down. I'm not lying down. Yeah, um, it's your rational brain. Because, of course, you are lying down. Well, your rational brain says says that's crazy. I am lying down. But your your actual uh, psychophysical mechanism, I guess, Mm -hmm. says, oh, uh, what he's really saying is I'm going to have to do something a little different or some make some rearrangement so that I'm not lying down like I used to, which could have involved a little holding or tensing or whatever. Um, he wants me to, to, to be here in a less tight or, or um, held way. Yeah. And Yeah, that's certainly a really interesting thought. Now, to experiment with when you're in what you yes. may notice is when you say I'm not lying down on a firm surface, you may notice a little um, increase in contact with the surface as some of the tensions tensions in your body let go. In my case, I didn't notice anything about that for a long time. But what I did notice is that my breathing changed. Mm. And... That, to me, is a very nice way around the uh, partial way around the breathing issue that instead of saying I'm not breathing, if I say I'm not lying down or I'm not lying on the bed or whatever, my breathing changes, but my intent isn't about breathing at all. It's about something completely different Mm -hmm. that I can't often sense all that well. say I'm lying on my side in bed, I don't really notice any change in how I'm lying down when I say I'm not lying down, but I Mm -hmm. do notice an instant change in my breathing. So those are... Often the the most indirect ways. That's indirect. It's it's like a double layer of indirectness. Mm -hmm. So so I would just... I would sum up, uh, from my point of view, I would sum up that constructive rest 
very powerful in and of itself, mm-hmm. but also an extremely useful framework within which to explore any kind of Alexander directions. Yes. Uh, but um, I'm real biased these days towards <laughs> negative ones. And to explore certain kinds of negative directions that I don't think, I don't know that you could get any kind of obvious feedback on when you're walking, like say, or moving, like when I'm walking, if I say I'm not breathing, I don't necessarily notice the effects of that. I might notice that, that my walking gets a having an effect. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Doesn't mean it's not happening. That's one of the why the lying down, because we. Because that's all we're doing. Exactly. We're a lot more aware of subtleties of what's going on. Right. And that gives you the confidence that it does bring about a useful change. And in fact, mm-hmm. if you, when you're, say, sitting at your computer or uh, walking or running or whatever, and if you say, I'm not breathing, or if you're in your car, you could say, I'm not sitting on, on the car seat, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of negative directions. Um, they're 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 going to work. It's just that you may not notice it in as obvious a way. Mm-hmm. So, I think that could probably end our talk uh, on negative directions. Maybe we should end this podcast interview here. Unless there's something else you want to add about that on directing, no, on directing and that, constructive um, rest. I think experimenting with negative directions and any directions is really, really useful in constructive rest. And everything you're doing, including the constructive rest itself, is you're not really efforting in any way. You know, right. constructive Absolutely. rest, you're just lying there. Which is uh, a really useful thing to learn about yourself too. <laughs> for some people, it's totally crucial. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're if you a real type A person, uh, constructive rest is definitely the thing for you because it's going to kind of trick you into doing nothing for at least a few minutes yeah anyway so why don't we'll we'll bring this uh this i guess we'll call this part one mm-hmm. um of um using constructive rest as as a as a lab of, for self-exploration um my guest has been imogen ragone an alexander technique teacher and website designer in wilmington delaware thanks so much imogen thank you